So, like I usually do, I made myself a drink before the show started because, I don't know, if I get a little drunk, the shows are better. It's true. Like, back in the day when I was doing radio, when I was, like, a little hungover doing my morning show, it was, like, much better. Not because I was still drunk, but I was, like, a little looser. Anyways, I made a, a vodka soda with a splash of crayon, threw in some lime. Whatever, don't judge me. I'm a fucking basic bitch. And last night, I had put water in my soda stream bottle so it was cold, so when I soda it up today it'll be ready to go and then i forgot to do that and then so i just made basically a flat tap vodka water which is disgusting who drinks that a lot of people actually do as a bartender people ask for that vodka water you're sick and you don't deserve basic human rights like the rest of us put some soda water in it anyways i had to go downstairs i had to throw it out and i know what you're saying well that's a waste of alcohol and you'd be right, but I'm to the point now where, like, if it don't taste good, fucking get something different. I'm not in college anymore. Same with food. If it's not good, fucking just order something else. That's my mantra. And that's been tips to living wells. Let's call Brandy. I'm late. She's going to be mad at me. So, Ooh. Bing, bong, boom. Oh, it's not even doing it. Whoa. Yes? Dude, you are Johnny on the spot to answer that one because normally it's like bing, bong, boom, <laughs> bing, bong, bang. It just was, I just clicked the button and then it was just you there. And there I am. Wow. I know. You got some soda water? Yeah, I got some of that Mountain Valley Blackberry Pomegranate Sparkling Water, baby. Hey, bro, they're not sponsoring us. Stop throwing out. I really wish they would. I did a little research today because I was like, Blackberry? pomegranate is awfully specific for a water brand that only has that one flavor of water. It's like they have to have more. They have a couple more. They had like peach, which sounds really yummy. Lime, which sounds great to mix with margs in the summer or something. And they had one more, but I was like, blackberry pomegranate is just so specific. I feel like we got to go back into the archives, but back in the day, you used to make fun of me for drinking soda water a lot. I made fun of you for your soda stream that you bought off QVC. Okay, first of all, I don't think I got it off QVC. Second of all, I'm saving the planet because I'm not wasting all this glass and metal caps. I'm making my own sodi water. Oh, glass is very recyclable. Much better than plastic, I will say. Yeah, you know, like one of the biggest cons in fucking American history is that we can recycle plastic. What do you mean? It's like a whole con. Oh, plastic. It's like a whole con done by like the waste management because they didn't want people to realize that all that plastic just goes into landfills. It's terrible for the environment to like repurpose plastics. You have to melt it down. Then it puts a bunch of terrible smoke up in the air. Mm -hmm. You're not really recycling that. We need to get away from plastic is my. I know. But anyways, tell me about your sodi water. And I do love that. How specific. Mm -hmm. Like there's one guy who was like, dude, all of our fucking our styles suck. But I'll tell you what. Blackberry pomegranate is the honestly cat's meow. Oh, my bell's really struggling, but yeah, it is. But I gotta try the peach. That sounds perfect for summer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know you can get a soda water, a soda stream. No, no, no. I want this water that comes from a freaking mountain in a Wichita, a Wichita, mm. wherever that is. I want that water. You don't want the Studio City Aqueduct water mm. that I'm using right now. Nope. I sure don't. No. I don't want that. It's delicious. Oh. It's funny that you're talking about soda water because before I called you, I was telling the YFTers about how I made a vodka soda beforehand and I forgot to oh. make the soda water beforehand. So it was just flat tap and I made a vodka soda, but it was just a, a, a vodka water. Yeah. And 
I mean, I'll just say it again. It's fucking disgusting. And people who drink vodka waters. Do people do that? Yeah, they do. And I don't trust them. No, no, no. No, no, no. You got to have bubs. Got to have bubs. Got to have bubs, bro. This is going to be a weird episode because we did our Patreon live a couple nights ago. I know. I feel like we just did YFT because we did. And to be honest with you, I used a lot of my material (gasps) there. Oh, no. And so I'm going to reuse the material here. Okay. Right? Should I not, though? I mean, I feel like we got to leave some of it for just the live stream to make it special. I know, but we had some good, I had some good bits. We did. We did have some bits. I feel like we could share some of the same faves, but let's be honest. We were uncensored, unfiltered, unedited. There's things in that live stream you can't recreate. Yeah. Maybe I should just try to take some pieces from that live stream and throw them in this. There were some gems. I know. Anyways, if you guys want to really hear what we say before I get to the editing bay, uh, you should probably join the Patreon. That's all I'm saying. The editing bay, a.k.a. the room in his house that he's currently Yes. Sitting. It's actually the nursery that we've turned into an office. Wow. What does that say about you? It's my baby. <laughs> this show is my baby. I mean, a lot, actually. Yeah. What's going on in your world? Packing up for L.A., getting on a plane tomorrow. Super excited. I honestly haven't been to L.A. It's been so long. I did pop out there last August for um, my mammy's funeral. But aside from that, and that was just like a few days and obviously a very, just very sad trip. Um, Aside from that, I have not been to L.A. since before the pandemic. That's a long time for me. I used to go like every couple of months, you know, it was like my home away from home. So I am very happy to get back out there, happy to feel some sunshine. Um, I've got some quality time lined up with my sisters who I miss dearly. You know, me and Tizzle have some plans. Um, We're actually going to take a little road trip out to Palm Springs and Joshua Tree, which I've never been to Joshua Tree. What? You going to take drugs out there? No, I don't do drugs. I know, but I feel like that's where you go do drugs. That and like Sedona. I feel like you do drugs in Sedona and Joshua Tree. I mean, Tish is going to smoke a lot of weed for sure. Weed's not drunk. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, but now it's just like Tylenol. (laughs) It used to be. (laughs) I don't even think it's like Tylenol. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because if you take too much Tylenol, it'll fucking ruin your liver. But if you smoke too much weed, you just become stupid. And that's it. (laughs) That's the only drawback. And hungry. Oh, my God. I'm excited about that. That's what I got going on. I mean, you just named a bunch of things that you were excited to do in Los Angeles, none of which included hanging out with your friend Wells. Well, now that you bring it up, (laughs) it is super exciting. And my timing is impeccable because I'm going to be in L.A. for the very first real Patreon live stream of YFT this week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow by the time this podcast comes out. Oh, it's tomorrow. Well, like it's Wednesday when the pod comes out and Thursday is the live stream. No, I was asked to play in a golf tournament. I hope it wasn't on Thursday. Wells. Oh, no, it was on Wednesday. Never mind. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) White tea comes first. It's true. Yeah. So if you guys want to uh, join the Patreon and check out the live streams and just get a bunch of uh, blackmail material that can ruin my career because it's so uncensored, uh, go to patreon.com slash your favorite thing.
one of my favorite things during that live the other night was the person that said uh, when I paid for the Patreon subscription, I was really worried it would show up on my bank statement as erotic grandpas and I had to give my statements to my mortgage company to buy my house. But let me tell you <laughs> something. <laughs> if, I, if I was a bank and I saw oh boy, yeah, I saw erotic grandpas on my on your bank statement, I'd be like, because you, I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That's weird, but all right. I like it. <laughs> like make your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Shannon for that comment. Mm-hmm. So Jordy is currently working on her second Diamond Art Co. Thanks to well. Oh, shit. She got fucking. I got to get one. I don't know if you do, dude. I really oh, don't okay. know if you do. I mean, like it just, you just go down a rabbit hole and you just never, never leave. It's similar oh. to, you know, when you go on TikTok and all of a sudden like four hours of your life have just, just flown by. Yeah. That's why I had to get rid of it. Oh, you got rid of TikTok? had to i had to take it off my phone because that's what happens like you just like click on it for one sec and all of a sudden your day's gone how about snapchat dead dead i don't have that at all yeah i i deleted that shit as well r.i.p you know snapchat yeah only fans is the new snapchat and have you seen the only fans documentary no oh wait, wait have we on. started the show yet? no 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 wait, start the show start the show start the show, start the show. <laughs> Is and, it my turn? Wait, and by the way, we have to put this out uh, this disclaimer. We're recording this a couple days early, like we always do. Normally, yeah. we get screeners for The Bachelor. Yeah. We do not get a screener this week because obviously it's the end, so I guess they don't want to spoil it. So this is what we're going to do. Brandy and I are going to record because Brandy can't record the day after Bachelor because you're hanging out with Miley. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like... She like planned a whole thing. She planned a whole staycation. I like, I gotta. I can't be YFTN on the staycation. It's fine. Does Miley watch The Bachelor? I don't think she saw this season. Well, if she does, what will be great is if you get your voice memos out in your phone and just record what Miley's thoughts are on the end of The Bachelor. Oh my gosh. I'll see if she's seen it. Okay. Here's the other issue. I'm devastated because I can't even watch it because I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Uh, let's have the show. Okay. Good. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. You kind of went southern in that. You went bros and hoes. I'm just getting ready to hang out with my family, you know? I'm just trying to get on their level. Yeah, just getting... Would you say that you have the thickest accent, like aside from your mother and your father? No. Like in terms of the siblings or is like your non-regional dialect... The best. I would say Miley's accent is definitely the worst. People all the time say to me, like, oh, you don't even sound like your parents. Like, your accent's not that bad. But I feel like Noah is also, hers is not that bad. And it does make sense. She, because out of all of us, she spent the most time growing up in California. She was the youngest when we moved there. So I feel like maybe Noah takes the cake on that. Mine comes out more when I'm around my mom, around my sister, drinking. It comes out. Fair enough. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. 
Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. Okay, you were telling me about a documentary about only things yeah you haven't seen it tell me all about it i am fascinated with only fans they've done the unthinkable they have normalized being a porn star porn star is the wrong word actually because when you watch this documentary like everybody on it that does really well is just like your normal like average like gal next door and wherever like everyone's so normal and I guess that's part of the appeal of it is like it just feels like it's real and it just feels real and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like some like attain- unattainable like porn star that you're watching. It's just like somebody just like you, I guess. It's crazy. But like I knew what OnlyFans was to an extent. Like I knew people were on there like posting nudes and stuff. I did not know people were literally live streaming sex on OnlyFans. Did you know that? No, I've never been on it. Especially like 80s porn, like, I don't know, like glamor- glamorized it. You know what I mean? Like it just, you watch it because it's very like fantastical. I don't know. Wait, hold on, and hold now, on, hold on, hold on. Brandy, are you watching 80s porn? Like disco uh, bush? Full maybe, perm? Like, when I was, maybe when I was like 15, I was. <laughs> you know, my mom like eats, sleeps and breathes the 80s. I'm yeah. sure that's like, I found that on her computer and I clicked on that when I was 15. <laughs> First of all. When you were 15, the computers were so slow. <laughs> so tell me more about, so like people are just, are just going to deep dick and pound town on OnlyFans and people are just watching they're making, it. They're making bank. Really? Bank on OnlyFans. Like, okay. So the cool thing about the documentary. So it's, it's the same. I think it's like ABC that's doing all these documentaries. It's the same ones that one that did the one on Britney Spears. It's like the same series. And so they take like four people like just like at random for people that are on OnlyFans and have like built a whole like business out of it and kind of like shown like what you know their daily lives like what you know how they use their OnlyFans and how it's like like totally changed their lives from like having to work like for, for pennies local whatever and now they've quit and like f- are full time OnlyFans creators. Damn. I mean, it's crazy. Like this one dude, it's almost like he's like a porn influencer because he's like renting houses, oh, like yeah. renting Airbnbs so that he can like shoot creative photo shoots for OnlyFans. I dude, mean, he, it's like a it's real deal. I think that's what Chad Johnson does. He should if he's not. I bet he'd make bank. No, he is. He is doing a porn. We should call Chad and just get the lowdown on all this. You are on uh, phone call terms with Chad? Yeah, I never had a problem with Chad. Wow. I don't know if anyone has a problem. Anyone from Bachelor World has a problem with me. I'm universally loved. That's true. You are. You played that well. Let me text Chad. Should we have Chad on the next episode? Just like hear what he's got to do. What he's he's doing? Yeah. 
I kind of want to do that too. Especially if he's on OnlyFans. I want to hear all about it. I do too. So here's what I think OnlyFans is. And tell me if I'm right or if tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. I think OnlyFans is a lot of like cute girls doing cosplay, like dressing up like elves and shit. And then like doing sex stuff. That's what I think. Okay. No, it's, it's the complete not? opposite. From what I, the documentary shows, like the girls that do well on there, all very just real. There's no like dress up real. I mean, they they do wear lingerie sometimes or whatever in some of it, but it's not like, I don't know, they literally just go down the street to like wherever and get some lingerie. And it's just all very like real is the only way I really know how to say it. Like it's not played up. It's not dressed up. It's not besides the one guy that's renting Airbnbs, like it's not really stylized. It's literally them in their like bedroom in Ohio, putting their camera up on a selfie stick and doing weird things. Or, uh, you know, then, then some people it escalates to just full on, like getting their boyfriends on board and having sex live on OnlyFans. We should start one for me and just do my feet. Seriously, stuff like that happens. Like, and you would probably make bank. Remember celebrity men's yes. feet was like showcasing yes. me on Instagram. Yeah. But you know what? You my, should try it. But my my feet career is dead after I hurt my toe because now I got a fucked up nail. You know what? Some people are going to think that's hot. Yeah, I they're think. into it. Something I learned while I watched this documentary is there are some weirdos out there. Yeah, there are. And I think, um, I think that the normal people are the minority in this world these yeah. days. Well, yeah. we're all a little bit freaks, you know? It's just. Yeah, but you got to watch this. Like, people are really freaks. All right. So what's it called? Something like Selling Sexy. The so OnlyFans documentary. This is like why that. I really need you to start adding to the document so you can remember <laughs> this. <laughs> OnlyFans documentary. First of all, it's on Hulu. OnlyFans selling sexy. ABC oh, right. News original documentary. Mm-hmm. Examines the voyeuristic and profit-making world of the online platform only fans and then it's got a picture of that one chick that i thought thorn yeah bella thorn because she went on only fans for like a week and like crashed the site but didn't ever show her beef and a lot of people were upset about it you know who's the most upset Who? all the other women on only fans that yeah. have like spent time like building up their business or whatever now now making all this money they're like so pissed at her for coming on and like stealing yeah their audience basically by like doing nothing heard which is fair yeah yeah the other thing i thought was fascinating is i guess OnlyFans has like been around for a minute but like the pandemic really like exploded it right because everybody's just sitting at home by themselves and it's just crazy to me that like everybody is sitting here with no jobs, collecting unemployment, yet OnlyFans is making gazillions of dollars. Everyone's like, I can't eat, but I'm going to pay for an OnlyFans subscription. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon account at <laughs> patreon.com slash your favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get why it's working. Everyone's just stuck at home. So, you know, whatever. How can like OnlyFans get away with people posting nudity, but like Instagram, you can't? Like what's really the difference? Well, I think it's because it's a porn site. Yeah, but how do you get the rights or whatever to like be able to do that? I think that you got to like sign like I certify that I'm 18 years of age or older and I know I'm going to see some beef shots. So like anyone can create an app or something. I don't know. 
You're the one who saw the documentary, not me. They didn't touch on this. They did not touch on this. They touched on a lot of things, apparently. A lot of things, but not that. A lot of things were touched, but not that. <laughs> not that. Speaking of documentaries, I got a good true crime one. Crime scene, the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Have you seen this? I've watched the preview, I think. Is it Netflix? Yes. College student and tourist Eliza Lamb vanishes, leaving behind all of her possessions in her hotel room. The Cecil Hotel grows in infamy. So the Cecil Hotel is this shitty fucking hotel in downtown Los Angeles, right? Like still there. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been to like LA's downtown is the worst. Mm-hmm. And they have this hotel down there, which has nightly, weekly, and monthly rates. So right off the bat, you should know this is where people take hookers, okay? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a hostel. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows what a hostel is, but like a hostel is like when you go travel abroad. It's a place where it's really cheap. A bunch of people you don't know who are also traveling kind of like stay in the same kind of room. It's like a bunch of bunk beds and like a communal bathroom. It's like super cheap, but it's always like right in the middle of like wherever you go. When I backpacked around Europe, it, I stayed at all hostels. It was awesome. Much easier for a dude to do than a girl. For sure. That's kind of what this hotel is. But then there's also a lot of homeless people and junkies and people who are ripe out of prison or are sex offenders who can't pass a credit check or can get a house or a, an apartment or whatever. And so, like, a lot of them people are, like, sleeping on the streets and then they'll get some money and they'll go, like, spend a couple of days at the Cecil Hotel. So it's, like, a lot of shady characters. And it's been like this for years, decades. A lot of people have died there. A lot of drug deals gone bad. A lot of people being thrown out windows. The body count, the Cecil Hotel, is like in freaking sane, okay? Yeesh. You know who used to stay at the Cecil Hotel? Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. The documentary is focused around this Canadian college student that's traveling named Elisa Lam, and she disappears, and everyone's like, where the fuck did she go? And they're trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, she probably got into some drugs with like some of the homeless population or like got into a bad situation outside. But they start like going over the footage and they notice that Lisa never left the hotel. So they're like, she's fucking still here. 19 days later, they're like, she's got to be here. She never left the hotel. We've got footage of her not leaving. And then it's like, where the fuck is she? And it's crazy. It goes down some weird rabbit holes. There's this one scene where there's this one piece of footage. It's elevator footage of her running into an elevator, freaking out, hiding in the corner, pressing all the buttons. Seems like she's having a conversation with nobody. It's like, is there a ghost? Is is there like some someone that like knows their camera so they're staying out of focus? It's crazy. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. So does it ever have a conclusion? Like, does it? have a conclusion or does it or does it just kind of leave you still guessing oh there's a conclusion all right oh okay great great and it's insane really yeah okay it no. does leave you guessing do we find lisa yes we do oh okay okay love that it's quite good i highly recommend okay a lot of it is the police doing their job and a lot of it's internet sleuths police hate internet sleuths it's just conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory like they're all like insane thoughts it's a bunch of people who are in an echo chamber just like rattling off crazy conspiracy theories. And one of them is about this death metal guy named Morbid. 
who, by the way, is one of the best characters because you're like, I need to know more about Morbid. He gets accused that he goes on his YouTube thing and he like augments his voice and puts a mask on. And he's like, I am innocent. And you're like, fuck, you don't seem innocent with that fucking shit. And then also keep an eye out for like the manager of the hotel who is hilariously and sadly naive. And she's like, oh, I can't believe all these people are so upset because a, a bunch of people died. And you're like, what do you mean? Of course people are upset people died. What are you talking about? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> even the drug dealers have to use the same elevators. What's the big deal? You're like, what are you talking about? What's the big deal? Of course people are fucking scared. <laughs> Never go up past the eighth floor because people fall out of windows all the time. What? You're the manager. <laughs> this shouldn't be normal. When we found out about it, I thought, oh, no. So before I called the police, I called my mom and I was like, it's about to get bad, mom. And then I called the police. Wait, hold on. What? You called your mom first? <laughs> what? Stop it. She's the best. Crime scene. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Very good. Um, What year was it in? Do you know? 2013. Oh, so not that long ago. No. No, I, she had Facebook, Tumblr, and yeah, it's crazy. Like, you guys know that, like, I'm a sucker for anything HGTV. Unless it's Cyrus versus Cyrus. I wasn't a fan of that one. That wasn't very good. Well, that's good, because it wasn't on HGTV. Oh, it wasn't? What was it on? Bravo. Bravo. Nailed it. No, Cyrus versus Cyrus is great. But I do, I am, like, a sucker for anything. Fix them up and flip them. I need subway tiles, and we need some shiplap in this bitch. You guys know how I feel about Chip and Joanna Gaines. Come on. Anyways, I have a new favorite duo in the Fix em Up, Flip em land. And it's a little show called Home Again with the Fords. Love it. Have you seen this show? I haven't. I actually watched another HGTV show. or I, don't, I actually don't think it's HGTV, but home show that we'll talk about in a second. But I actually kind of sort of know Leanne Ford, who's on that show. How do you know um, her? We have a lot of mutual friends. My like A really good friend of mine who's a big-time photographer used to like work with her, I think, and help photograph her interiors and stuff when she was first getting started. And I actually ripped off a bathroom that Leanne did I, that I saw Sarah's photos of, and I completely copied it for my bathroom and my Nashville house. So I've known about Leanne for a long time. She's amazing, but I have not watched her show yet. I do want to see it. Okay, so the premise is it's two siblings, this girl Leanne and then her brother Steve. They're from from Pittsburgh or from Pennsylvania. Leanne, I guess her story is that she was out in Los, Los Angeles. She seems very hip and very cool. Imagine someone who is like writing a screenplay in like a hip coffee shop in Seattle, like what that person would look like. And that's Leanne. And then Steve, imagine someone who smokes a lot of pot. That's Steve. I guess the story is everyone just wants to go home. And so what they've done is that they went back home and they're now like helping people remodel and renovate houses and stuff. It's the greatest show ever because both Leanne and Steve seem the most big the entire fucking episode. They can't open their eyes. Their jokes suck. Everything about it, you're like, these guys are the most baked, and I wouldn't trust them with a hammer and a nail. There is no way that this is going to fucking look good at all. And then at the end, you're like, holy fucking shit. Leanne and Steve, you 
crazy potheaded motherfuckers pulled it off. This shit is amazing. Calling up people, being like, "Hey, you know what? We we got a plan, bro." And they're like, "What's the plan?" I'm like, "All right, so the plan is this: we're gonna do like half the island in like black marble, and then like the other half in like not black, like white marble." What do you think? And Sarah and I are like, don't fucking do it. That's going to look terrible. What are you, a zebra? You island? You can't do that. And they're like, we trust you, Leanne and Steve. Do whatever you got to do. We love your jumpsuit and your crazy haircut, Leanne. Just go for it. And you're sitting there being like, bitch, this is going to be a fucking disaster. And then guess what? The reveal comes. Dude, Leanne fucking kills it every time. The fucking half white, half black island. Granite. Yes, sir, son. Also, Leanne looks like she's never really quite done her hair. And this is why I kind of love her is because I know there's hair and makeup on this set. And she's like, no, I kind of like a little fucked up. She's got a little bit of a bob and then she's got bangs. But the bangs are kind of askew. Like they go like kind of like they're at like a diagonal angle. And then it's always like a little like, you know, like imagine I'm doing this with my hair. like, And like her hair is always kind of like a little fucking wild tumble kind of like yours yeah kind of like mine yeah exactly (laughs) when i'm on doing a tv show like yeah people coming in there being like you got a flyer let me fix that fucking hair and i'm like yeah okay whatever (laughs) leanne's like hey bitch don't fucking touch my hair i like it this way i want everyone to think i'm fucking baked and then when we bring you back to your house you're gonna nut all over the place because the house look amazing telling you also steve's got a cool gotta get leanne on the show gotta get her on. i'm gonna make fun of her being like you guys look so baked but you guys okay well i want to get around and find out if she was baked because you know what tish cyrus is the first to admit that she does some of her best design work while very stoned hey man the white album was written while the beatles were super high on drugs so yeah. you know i think we should get them on the show i would love to anyways home again with the fords really good show well i'll tell you what you shouldn't watch that at least favorite yeah <sighs> It's one of those things that it's like, it's so bad, you can't tear yourself away, really. Okay. (laughs) Have you seen Marriage or Mortgage? No. Tell me all about it. Oh, my gosh. It's on, I think, Netflix. Maybe maybe double check that. It's so bad, Wells. Okay. It's set in Nashville. So I, I was like, you know what? I'll just watch it to see the Nashville real estate, right? Like, yeah. that's cute. I want to see the houses in Nashville. First of all, they pick the worst houses to show. But this whole concept, they bring in a couple. The one I watched was way too young to be getting married. Like, they're like, I'm 22 and I still live with mom and dad. And we're like looking for our first house. But the whole deal is like mommy and daddy give them like $30,000 and they say, you can either put a down payment on a house with this or you can have like your dream wedding. And then you've got like a realtor and a wedding planner come in and are basically trying to like win them over. And the realtor shows them a few houses and the wedding planner plans the dream wedding and then they have to pick which one they want at the end. Why would you ever pick a wedding over a house? As someone who's recently bought a house and also trying to plan a wedding, I will say... They can be the same amount of money. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying like if you know you're going to get married eventually, I would freaking take the house and be like, "We'll get married next year." Well, and I mean, our parents will forget all about this and give us 30 grand more. 
the show's so bad, but like you can't tear yourself away. Yeah. Speaking of shows that are bad that you can't tear yourself away from, have you heard of Love After Lockup? It sounds familiar. Okay. You know when you watch true crime things of like Ted Bundy or what Richard Ramirez and like there are people that come to the courtroom that come become like fans of theirs and you're like, what is wrong with you, lady? Who damaged you to make you think that this is a good call? It's, this happens a lot, I think. I know it does. And so, I know you should watch Love After Lockup, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about? It's all about these people in jail who have relationships with people that are on the outside. And then when they get out, like, what happens? Here's the summary. Couples finally meet their fiancé upon prison release. Once the bars are gone, will their love survive after lockup on the rocky road to the altar? Will the inmates ditch their mate as they face shocking firsts? Fights and family drama. Is it true love or just a con? Love after lockup. What a tagline. Like a lot of these guys have multiple people that they're having relationships with on the outside. There are so many people who are free, non-felons, who can't find a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And these guys are in jail and have multiple girlfriends. Anyways, yep. track record is phenomenal with the success of these relationships what do after. What you mean? No one stays with anybody at its heartbreak hotel. Not the season wow. hotel. So anyways, love after lockout. Gotta check it out. Love, love wow. it. Okay. So good. And whenever I get bored of Netflix and Hulu, I'm like, let's see what Amazon Prime's got going on. There's quite a few movies out that I feel like are worth a watch. So the first one I watched was called Crisis. Have you heard of this? No. Oh, okay. Stacked, stacked cast. Army Hammer is the lead, Ooh. which have Ooh. we talked about all the Army ha Hammer scandal? I, I, we've stayed away from it or I've cut it out because. Do you know that he's like a cannibal or something? I mean, Brandy, of course I've seen all the Army okay, Hammer Okay, stuff. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah. I just I was like, I feel like we should, this is something we would have talked about, I mean, right, but I don't think we have. Right off the bat, don't want to see it, but now I see Gary Oldman's in it, and I'm like, he's great, so okay, listen, I'm listening. Also, Evangeline Lilly from freaking Lost. Also, she looks the exact same as she did in Lost, which was so long ago, so I want to know what she's doing. Uh, Lily Rose Depp plays Army Hammer's drug-addicted daughter, or no, sister, I think. Sister? Sister. Younger sister. Greg Kinnear, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. That was the other one. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Yeah, so he's in it? Crisis. Three stories about the world of opioids collide. A drug trafficker arranges a multi-cartel fentanyl smuggling operation between Canada and the U.S. An architect recovering from an Oxycontin addiction tracks down the truth behind her son's involvement with narcotics. And a university professor battles unexpected revelations about his research employer, a drug company with a deep government influence bringing a new, non-addictive painkiller to the market crisis. I'm fascinated by anything that's about the, like, prescription drug crisis because I, I'm, I'm, like, fascinated by it, but also, like, 
it infuriates me that that, that it's like this, that the, the drug situation's like this. Now, listen, is this like the most edge-of-your-seat, earth-shattering movie I've ever seen? No, but great cast, good storyline, action-packed. I'd say it's definitely worth a watch, okay, guys? But the crazy part about it, and I just feel like it's so freaking realistic, is it Gary Oldman who plays the professor who's doing all this research on a new prescription drug that's supposed to basically be like a non-addictive painkiller? And ever and it's everyone's like so pumped about it, right? And they've got this big company is about to like make gazillions of dollars selling this drug to big pharma. And the professor's doing trials and he's figuring out that it's actually like killing the test subjects in the trial. And of course, like nobody wants to hear it. Like everyone does everything they can. They they fire him from his job. Um, all this crazy stuff to like to like make him like not be heard about this drug. And they end up selling it anyway. It is just mind blowing. And I just feel like. It's not very far from probably what's really going on. And I feel like the people need to see it. All right. I mean, I will say this. I feel like Big Pharma would never allow us to have a non-addictive painkiller because then they would lose their clientele because people wouldn't be addicted to it. Well, that's why they bought it and they sold it because it is addictive. <laughs> yeah. Like it's false advertising, basically. Oh, but they're I trying got to you. they're trying to like turn a, a you know a blind eye or whatever and and say like, oh, we didn't know about the study or whatever. Like we were told it was non addictive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. just crazy. Cool. So last episode I was talking about I care a lot, the Rosemond Pike mm -hmm. thing. And I was wrong because I was, I think I kind of was like saying it was a series, which I think I thought it was because we didn't finish it. And I just mm. figured that like, I don't know, I fell asleep or whatever in the middle of the episode. But no, it's a movie. And me falling asleep is not uh, indicative of whether the movie's good or not because it is fucking phenomenal. I finished it. And Rosemont Pike is so good in it. Peter Dinklage is so good in it. Diane West, Diane Weist is so good in it. It's amazing. This is the one where uh, Rosemont Pike's character is basically conning old people into going into old age homes and, and she becomes their like conservatorship mm -hmm. because they're so old and they've got dementia or whatever. And so like she needs to take care of them. But really all she's doing is just like siphoning money from their accounts and just conning them. It makes you... Because you become so enraged that someone would do mm -hmm. this. And apparently it's a true story or it's like based on a true story. And you become so enraged that someone would do this. You are rooting for Russian mobsters. Getting mad that like the Russian mobsters aren't killing more people. I think that is the hallmark of a very good film is when mm -hmm. you can make the viewer like someone you know you're not supposed to like. It is so good. God damn it. Go watch I Care A Lot immediately. Okay. Three-fourths way through, I was like, I don't like this ending. This is not what I want to happen. Not what I want to have happen. I'm angry at this. Mm -hmm. And then the ending happened, and I was like, I don't hate that ending actually at all. And now I love this movie even more. So go check it out. Okay. Also, Rosemont Pike has cornered the market on playing the crazy bitch. And killing at it. Yeah, she's awesome. If you thought she was good in Gone Girl, dude. Way better than this? Way better, dude. I finished later the new Stephen King novel. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I feel like everything he writes now, I'm like, mm, this is totally a TV show or this is totally a movie, you know? And that's not a good or bad thing. I can just see it in his mind. Well, he probably writes that way now, like with the intention of hopefully turning it into a series or something. For sure. He's like Jason because Bateman. Will... Money, money, money. I get it. Money. But later is really, really good. The premise is really, really interesting. It's super short read, not dense at all. I whipped through it really quickly. It's a horror story. It's scary. There are a lot of ghosts. There's a lot of haunting going on, but it's not scary in the way that like it's going to make you scared to go to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. At least that's not how I felt about it, but it's about a kid who can see dead people and about when you have a power like that, the people that will manipulate you and use you for your power. And it's really, really cool. So anyways, yeah, new Stephen wow. King. Great. Check it out. All right. Well, you have anything else? I got some Muzak. All right. Let's hear some Muzaks. You guys know we record this a couple days early, so um, the Grammys are currently happening. Yeah, so did um, Noah win a Grammy? I haven't heard yet, so I don't know that they've gotten to her category. But I guess, like, in honor of the Grammys, the nominees for Best New Artist, like, did some Spotify covers, like, singles mm -hmm. of past winners of Best New Artist, I think. So Noah covered Stacks by Bon Iver, and it's so good. She killed it. so good i remember when that album came out i loved it so much i have like a vivid memory of we were on vacation in the turks and caicos back when we took vacations mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Noah was so young she I mean, she had to have been like i don't know like 12 or 13 or something i feel <laughs> maybe that's being extreme but she was so young and um, I just remember sitting on the beach like at night like listening to that album so just like fast forward and now she's like so old and I'm so much older and she's covering the song for the Grammys is crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Cute though. I loved it. I think that's all I have this week. Everybody else's stuff just sucked in comparison to Noe. Well, that's true. All right. Well, that's I think to end the episode. Yeah. What are we going to do? I think we need to do a few more erotic grandpa shout outs. Oh, we do? 
from our Patreoners. <clears throat> I can't wait till you get so sick of doing this. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Are you channeling the erotic grandpa? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> Are you summoning him? <laughs> you know, Brandy, you're going to miss me when I'm dead and gone. Okay? Nope. Are you going to come to my funeral? No. <laughs> cry over my body? Probably not. So you only care about yourself? You're selfish. No hard candy for you today. All right, time for shout outs to people who uh, are Patreon members, and I have no idea what that means, but I can only assume it's similar to OnlyFans, which I am <laughs> a subscriber to, and I imagine all these people do a lot of foot videos, which is exciting. Shout out to Aaron F. from Alabama. Aaron, like many people from Alabama, can't spell. And they've spelled their name with a Y for some reason. <laughs> I think it's cool. Okay. Well, that's because you're a Cyrus and you're Satan worshippers. Oh, yeah, that. You're rock stars or into sex and drugs and rock and roll. Shout out to Sheena D from Virginia. Sheena D's nuts. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> Our neighbors from the north, Dana M from British Columbia, Canada. I've never been to Canada, but I hear their book prices are ridiculous. Shout out to Caitlin C from Connecticut. Caitlin, I knew your mother's mother back in the day. Her name is Sharon. And we made love the night Ew. before the bombing of Pearl Harbor. I was a pilot back then, and she was a nurse. And after we were bombed by the Japanese, I went out to shoot down all the kamikazes. And I was shot down myself. And then... That dirty slut who was your grandmother started dating my best friend. These are the longest shout-outs I've ever heard of my life. Is that the plot from Pearl Harbor, the movie with Ben Affleck? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm old. Shout-out to Laura H. from Kansas. And if you were listening last week, Laura, we found out that you are either from Kansas City, Lawrence... Or Manhattan. Those are the only options. Where else is in Kansas? Wichita. Wichita. That's where my father's from. That's actually <laughs> that's actually a true story. <laughs> Toledo is Toledo in Kansas. I don't think so. Anyway, Mississippi. I think maybe. No, that's Tupelo. Tupelo. Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. That sounds right. All those states are the same there in the middle. Ohio. Hey. Nice. Shout out to Chris G from Wisconsin. They have great cheese there. Great cheese. Also, Chris, keep on doing you, man. All right. Also, shout out to Whitney I from Maryland. Whitney, did you know that my sister's name is also Whitney? And she does not live in Maryland. And unlike you... She doesn't spend her money frivolously on stupid podcasts. So, goodbye. Also, shout out to Darla S. from Pennsylvania. Darla, 
Your name is like a name from my generation. I have yet to meet a dollar in the 2000s. So apparently there are some old people listening to the show. Also, shout out to Deidre. Deidre? Deidre. Deidre. B. From New England. Your football team's annoying. So, I think N.E. is maybe Nebraska. Oh, it's not New England? I don't think so. Nebraska, huh? I think so. Got a lot of people from the middle of the country <laughs> listening to this show. Also, shout out to Jessica G. from <laughs> Maine? Yes. You think that's M.E.'s Maine? Definitely, yes. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, Michigan? No. Oh. Am I? That's am I? Yes. May really? Someone failed geography. And Jeez. is M A Massachusetts? <laughs> Jessica G. I dated a Jessica G in middle school, and she never shaved her legs until high school, and we called her Harry Jessica Legs. <laughs> Shout out to all of you that actually listen to this stupid show. You all get a piece of hard candy from Grandpa. Okay. Goodbye now. Thank God that's over. Whoosh. That was painful. All right. Whatever. <sighs> I mean, you know, but I kind of want to go out now on like the OG of this tune. Okay. Because I haven't heard it. That's good. Forever. Bold move covering some Bonnie Vare. Mm-hmm. You know? I liked mm -hmm. it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to YFT. Uh, if you could, uh, rate and review. Five stars. All that kind of stuff. Oh! I had a review that we were going to do. I'll do it next week. Next week, yeah. Next week, yeah. Yeah. And if you're a Tier 2 Patreon member, we'll see you tomorrow on the live stream. Gonna be drunk. Can't wait. All right. Uh, excited. I get to see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Right. Like in this person, though. You know? Yeah. I know. Are you ready? I don't know. Me either. I haven't seen someone in months. So we'll Me either. All right. Bye, Brandy. Okay, bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.